0: Thank you for joining me and welcome. In this episode, I will be sharing with you my conversation with executive, business owner, and adventurer Jill Valdez. You'll find more information about Jill along with links to resources she recommends and the ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 251. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? We can all use a little help sometimes. And while coaching can make a huge difference for many of us, sometimes we need a bit more specialized type of help. BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. It's not a crisis line, but a professional counseling service that lets you connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus you can chat and text with your therapist. Anything you share is confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. At no additional charge, they offer licensed professional counselors in all 50 states of the United States and they're available worldwide uh, and they specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, grief, and self-esteem. It's secure, it's convenient, and it's professional. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And the Productive Woman listeners get 10% off your first month if you use discount code TPW. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com TPW where you'll simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor suited to your specific preferences. That's betterhelp.com tpw. And now let's get right into my conversation with Jill Valdez. I am delighted to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Jill Valdez. Jill spent 17 years as a full-time executive of a nonprofit corporation, while building a life with her family, pursuing her degree, and volunteering time on a women's leadership team. After spending a few years in the for-profit sector, Jill's passion for helping companies has led her to the launch of her own business called Link, which I will ask her about in a few minutes. Today, Jill balances growing her business, a job as an executive director of an organization that provides groceries for many families each week, volunteering at a newly started church, and exploring new adventures with her husband. And I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she's making a life that matters. So welcome, Jill. Thank you, Laura. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, it's uh, you've got a lot of things in, that going on in your life, and I'm excited to talk about some of those and how you're managing all of that. Uh, but let's start by maybe having you tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, what you know, a, a little more color on the brief intro that I just gave you.
1: Sure, I am a newly empty nester mom and enjoying that, which is probably why I have more on my plate since I don't have kids in the house anymore. And I love helping people, which has gotten me into the things that I'm doing as far as helping as the executive director. they ha- The company had gone without somebody and they knew that I was kind of looking for something to do. And they offered that position to me And I love doing that. That's been amazing. And then like you mentioned in my bio, I I love, I really do love helping people. And so that's started my business where I can help companies um, getting the very best from their employees and their team and so that they can give their very best. Mm -hmm. And that's been fantastic, super more time consuming than I expected. but again, there's so much great reward that comes from it that it kind of, you know, you've heard the saying that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's kind of how I feel.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting that you point out that your kids are gone, which makes opens up space to do some of these other things. How many, how many kids do you have?
1: We have three adult kids Uh and, uh, we recently relocated to Northern Arizona from Southern California and they all stayed in Southern California. So there's some frequent trips back and forth and lots of, lots of FaceTime calls, but yeah. it's definitely different.
0: Yeah. I, I can relate our youngest went away to graduate school last year. And that left us with a kind of big empty house, just Mike and me looking at each other like, well, now what do we do? And we, <laughs> we, we, uh, hit our pain, I guess, or dealt with it by remodeling a lot of the house.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes, Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, okay. Well, I want to talk about some of the things you're doing. I particularly am interested in hearing a little more about what you're doing with your business and helping companies. But, uh, of course this is a productivity podcast and, uh, much of what we talk about here is how we manage the various roles and, and commitments that we have and, and what works for us, what doesn't, and that sort of thing. And I'm, I'm interested to dig into some of those things with you. I think it's helpful to have some context for that, for the, the tools and, and systems that you use uh, and how they apply in your life. And so to get that context, if there is such a thing for you as a typical day, what might that look like?
1: That's a great question. Um, A a typical day depends on which hat I'm wearing. When I'm working as the executive director, that is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So my productivity is there on site. Tuesday is our big food distribution day. So Monday is setup, Tuesday's food distribution, Wednesday is admin. I think that that's part of what helps me with having typical days is that I look at those days and say, okay, these are the, this is what defines that day. Mm -hmm. Um, It's even the same with my business. So when I'm working on that on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there's certain components of the business that I'm working on within certain time periods. When I'm working with clients, I often ask them to, to pencil out what is their ideal week Mm -hmm. and what does that look like? So that then that helps them start thinking in that way of, okay, I can count that on Wednesdays I'm going to be about marketing and I'm going to be in the morning and in the afternoon I'm going to be working with my team. Just having those different pieces, but having them in different days.
0: Yeah. Kind of the block scheduling approach. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah so with so with that like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, those are long days. those are out of the house at six thirty in the morning and typically getting back about seven o'clock at night and very focused on on those pieces of the food distribution and then the rest of the week, I'm kind of working for myself, so it's super easy to be like, ah Maybe I'll work today. Maybe I won't, but, (laughs) (laughs) but I know my boss and she's kind of a taskmaster. (laughs) So I typically, I still get up early. Um, I like to exercise. So I'll walk on the treadmill. Typically we'll listen to a podcast during that time and then catch up on stuff that's gotten neglected around the house. Uh, The dishes are typically the big pile and some laundry, and then sit down coming into my office and sitting down and attacking my task list for the day.
0: And uh, when you are working on your stuff, working for yourself, as you put it from home, do you have a regular kind of stopping time for work? Or does it just kind of? bleed into the evening? How do do you manage that?
1: Well, most of the time, I don't let it bleed into the evening. It certainly could, especially, you know, my husband, he's working on stuff as well. And and so there's always things that we can be doing. But we kind of made that commitment to each other of saying, look, I get that there's things that we can be doing, but we can't let that become consuming for us. So uh, again, just treating it as if it was a typical job. Um, we do kind of have a a hard stop where, okay, now is dinner time. And, and then this is where in the evening time, we'll do something that's for us together as a couple.
0: And are you an early to bed, early to rise, a late to bed, early to rise? Do you have a nighttime routine? I am
1: probably more of a late to bed and early to rise. It really depends on, we were just talking about this this morning, it depends on when the sun comes up. And that's kind of like once the room gets light, it's like, oh, and I'm done sleeping. The other thing we've discovered is that in Arizona, there's no sound restrictions. And so they're building three houses down the street from us. Mm. And they get to start construction as soon as there's first light, which Right now, that's 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> <Ooh>. Yes. <laughs> so definitely early to rise. And then I like to stay up late. It's just kind of decompressing from the day. Mm-hmm. And so I'll catch up on the news and, of course, social media. Sometimes we have friends over. I try to make dinner on those days where I'm not over at the food pantry. And just be more more normal
0: and quiet. And, and what are your weekends like? Do you work on the weekends? Do you do fun stuff together? Is that just your relax? What do you do with your weekends?
1: Saturdays, we really try to reserve for fun stuff. Being new to the area, there's a lot of things for us to discover. We're pretty adventurous. So we really work at keeping that time as being open. In fact, on my calendar, you'll see that it says protected and dedicated time for us. Mm. And we know that we absolutely don't schedule anything within that time other than an emergency. Yeah, And, and so we like to go out, we'll go hiking or go discover there's a, a train that goes through here and we want to go try that out, zip lining, whatever. And then Sundays are our church days and my husband and I are both ordained ministers and we have started a church here. And so that takes up most of the day. And then after the service is done, we like to go out to lunch with our church friends and, and hang out. But then come Sunday evening, it's definitely downtime and then preparing for the rest of the week. So looking at my calendar, looking at what I need to prepare for kind of mentally getting ready for what's coming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a a pretty solid routine that you've developed for yourself, knowing what the demands are on your different days and what you need to do to be able to get all the necessary stuff done and and still enjoy the life that you're making, you yeah, and your husband, yeah, yeah. So take a minute and tell us about this business that you've launched. You know, I talked to a lot of different women who either want to launch a business of their own or, are in the process of doing so. What made you decide to launch your own business and what are you trying to accomplish with it? You've mentioned a little bit, but tell us a little more about that.
1: Yeah, thanks. I was an executive pastor for 17 years. So I handled all the administration and the people development of church world. And then the church we were at went through some financial difficulties. So I had to get a job. And what I found was that so many businesses didn't have the skills that I kind of expected them to have when it came to people management and process development. So I helped a company with that and realized that I want to do this on a bigger scale. I want to be helping more companies. And so that's what prompted me to launch the business. So I work with small business owners and midsize managers and I provide for them I'm like somebody to take care of those HR tasks that Mm. someone to give attention to the team so that they, the business owner or the manager can focus on the actual business. So many times they're trying to wear all the hats, and the people thing kind of gets pushed down because it's like, as long as my employees are showing up and I'm giving them a paycheck and my customers are getting served, I should be happy. But there's
0: a lot more to that. And so I help them with that. And so, how do you find clients? I guess I'm I'm curious about this. How do you How do you identify who you want to work with? Do you have a particular kind of profile of a business owner or, or manager that you like to work with? And how do you connect with those people?
1: Sure, that has probably been my biggest challenge is figuring all that out. I had no clue about marketing when I first started this, and that's been my biggest challenge is getting all those answers. But I was really fortunate. I found a great marketing coach Mm -hmm. who has given me fantastic direction, helped me answer those questions, and then helped me with creating a process of going out and finding those clients. The biggest way that I do that uh, right now, I kind of have two tracks. And the first track is on LinkedIn. That's really where my ideal client hangs out. It's very much a business, social media platform. And so that's where I want to spend most of my time as far as social media goes. And then the other one is doing exactly what I'm doing with you today. And that is getting who I am out there via podcast. Mm. I, as much as I love to help people, I also love to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so this is a great way where I get to add value to prospective clients or to even just I mean, these are people listening and I get to add value, which is what I'm about. So, mm-hmm. so the podcast thing has become a new tool in me finding clients.
0: Well, and it's a great way to sort of get yourself out there in front of people who might want to hire you and let them get to know you a little bit. I think that's a great, this is not a marketing podcast, but I I think that's a great bit of marketing advice for anybody who's listening, who has a business, working from home or whatever, or would like to start a business and needs to find and connect with potential clients or customers is find out where those people are, where they hang out and go meet them there. Let them get to know you. And once they get to know you, they can start to trust you. And then you're the obvious person for them to go to when they want whatever it is, that whatever product or service that you have. And so I think it's a great thing to do. Podcasts are a great way to do that. That's obviously not the purpose of this podcast. But I'm happy to introduce to people uh, someone who may be able to help them with what they're doing. So, And I know for a fact that a lot of our listeners, and we're going to get more into the, the productivity stuff here, but since we're on this subject, I know for a fact that a lot of my listeners are either business owners or they are in management or some type of executive who may not have thought about or may have thought about, but struggle with the the piece of what they do that you referred to as sort of people management. When you connect with somebody like that, who is in a position like that, can you share a tip or two or a, a principle or two maybe that you think is really important for them to think about?
1: Yeah, probably the one thing to remember is that companies today need to evolve their thinking from the old mentality of my team is here and they should give me their very best because I'm giving them a paycheck. That that used to be the motivator. Mm-hmm. Whereas now people want to know that what they're doing is making an impact. Mm-hmm. And that's why they get a job. They get a job because they need the paycheck, but They choose where they're going to get a job at, what industry that they're going to get a job in because they, they want to know that they're making a difference. We have become a culture that very much wants to make somebody else's day better, that wants to have a positive impact. Social justice issues have become very big. So that kind of mentality has come into the workplace. And so for a manager to keep thinking that they're doing enough by just giving their team a paycheck needs to understand that their team are people. Mm -hmm. They come in and they might be really great at leaving their personal life at home, but they still have a personal life. They have challenges. When they come in, they don't come in to just simply stamp a time clock and be a cog in a wheel. They want to be making a significant contribution to whatever the organization is doing. So empower them to do that. Set those systems up in place for that to happen. And then figure out how you're going to reward your team in a way that is going to be creative and most impacting for the individual team members. Mm -hmm.
0: That's so interesting. And I think it's it's such a good point. I've read some things recently about surveys that are done in the workplace, asking managers on the one hand, and then employees on the other hand, what are the most significant motivators, the managers always think it's money and the employees always say something else what they're motivated more by recognition by acknowledgement of the contribution that they're making and all the things you were just talking about and I think it's important to remember and it's interesting to me because the whole theme behind this whole podcast is besides productivity is the bigger picture of what it means to be productive and that's in the sense of doing the things you, you need and want to do to make a life that matters and that, that that resonates with a lot of us because we want to feel at the end of the day, like we've done something worthwhile, something meaningful, and made a positive difference in whatever arena we spent our day in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's so interesting. So you've got that going, you're building that business, you're working with your clients as you connect with them, but you've got all these other things going as well. (laughs) You're working with the, the, you know, helping feed families, which certainly is meaningful and significant, leading the new church doing the things with your husband, got a lot of things going on. And you've already talked a little bit about how you're making that work in terms of sort of the block scheduling approach and days allocated to certain things. You've got an interesting life with lots of things you want to do. And like everybody, you know, every person's life is a little different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive, getting the things done that really matter to her. What would you say your biggest challenges are when it comes to managing all of this and being productive in the way that you want to be?
1: Yeah, the biggest challenge is when something doesn't go right. Like if I don't get all my admin stuff done for the food pantry on Wednesday, I don't have as much margin as, as I really need, like as much as I tell my clients, make sure you build in margin. I don't have that as much. And that's probably my biggest challenge is then figuring out where I'm going to take that, that didn't get done for whatever reason and make it happen somewhere else. And what am I going to, to sacrifice ultimately in order to get that task done?
0: Yeah. I think that's a challenge for a lot of us because uh, the fact is, no matter how many things we want to do, you can only really do one thing at a time and... And time is finite for all of us, time, right. energy, attention, all those things are very finite resources. And so choices have to be made. Uh, you can't do three things at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. You, right. And And if there are three things that needed to get done, what are you going to do about the two that don't get done? And how do you move things around and make that work? And a lot of women, probably guys too. But I, you know, I think more in terms of women, that's what I being one that's sort of what I'm familiar with. (laughs) A lot of us tend to sacrifice our health, our self care, whether it's, you know, we'll skip lunch and work, keep working at our desk, or exercise goes out the window, because there's no time I got to do this other thing for somebody else or for my job. Don't get enough sleep. All Mm -hmm. those things. What do you think about that? I mean, is that where you're what you sacrifice or is it something else?
1: Um, Right now, I mean, I 100% agree with you. That's so right on. Uh, About 10 years ago, I read this book and it was called So Stressed. Mm -hmm. And because I typically have been this kind of person where I always have a hundred million things on my plate my husband keeps telling me you can't put something else on until you take something off. But I was at this point where I had so many things on my plate and I was getting really run down and ragged. And so a couple of women in California wrote this book called so stress. And I read that and it, what it did for me was showed me the medical and the physical effects that stress is having on me Mm. and compelled me to make changes. So I'm definitely not perfect at it at all. But when things start going off the rails and when I'm trying to get things done and my schedule is not lining up and things aren't working out, I literally will just stop and I have to take 15 minutes and just walk away from it all and then come back and for the next 15 minutes prioritize what has to be done. Yeah, and and then start attacking from there.
0: Yeah, it, it's a great skill to have, an important skill to have, and some of us struggle with that more than others. I, you know, I I tend to get that way lots and lots of things going on to the point that I'm, you know, I find myself sitting at my desk with my shoulders clear up at my ears and just my jaw clenched and trying to figure it out. And what you just described as part of my process for dealing with it is to walk away for a few minutes, then I come back and I'll, I'll sit with a piece of paper and write down everything that's on my mind that I've got to get done. And take a few breaths and then pick one and dive in and yep. but i i love the the resource you've mentioned i'll make sure we put a link in the show notes to that book because i think a lot of us are suffering those physical and emotional effects of too much well, stress yep. too much of the time so in managing all of these different roles that you play and the things that you want to accomplish, are there any particular tools you like or resources you recommend? How do you keep track of all these things you need to do? Calendars, to-do lists, all these different things. What what works for you?
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely not just keeping it all in my head. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was introduced to a tool called Asana. Mm. And it is a task management it's basically a a to-do list. and when I was first introduced to it, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is so stupid. I don't need this. I'm organized. I know how to and now i <laughs> I can barely I don't take on projects unless I have put them in Asana and have it all lined out and so asana' has been a really, really big help of making sure that things don't get forgotten. Yeah. Um, Like if I'm getting ready to work with a client and I'm talking with them and and there's action steps that I need to take for them, I will go right into Asana and type of into the list of things that I need to get done, and then assign the time and the day of when it needs to be done by, and then it populates in my calendar. Mm. So the two of them are connected, and um, that's been the biggest help of how I've been able to keep things managed. And, and even as I've grown with my clients and added more clients, you know, making sure that I'm not dropping any of those balls of taking care of them, Asana has been key to that.
0: It's a great tool. Actually, we use at the Productive Woman use Asana. And I share it with my assistant, Sarah, for getting episodes out and published. And we have different stages of it and who's responsible for what. Sure. And it's a great way to keep track of that. Do you share any of those Asana boards with anyone? Or uh, is this just your your personal task management tool? So this is my
1: personal task management tool. But when I was introduced to it, it was when I was working for another company. Mm. And so we put all of our projects in Asana and then we were able to assign whatever the task was to whoever in the company was responsible for doing that. And so like right now, as I'm continuing to develop my business, one of the things that I will do, because I follow up, like if somebody has a, a call with me and they're pretty much going to walk away with some sort of an assignment of something that they have to do, and so I can put that as an Asana task and then assign it to them. It'll go to their email if they don't have Asana, mm-hmm. but that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> and you know, at some point as your business develops, you may have an assistant or two and or right. other people on the team, and it's a great resource for that. But it works very well for especially if you're visually inclined that's yeah. one of the things i like about asana so for us we have a a card or whatever they call it for each episode and as we choose the image that goes with that we can attach it and so we can see it's very visual and you yeah. it's very satisfying to move a Project from one stage to the next uh, in the columns of that. So it's a it's a great tool. It's something I recommend, and we just use the free version. But there, you know, and it works very well for us. But there's a paid version that has some additional features that we just haven't missed so far. So you you mentioned that your Asana account is tied in with your calendar. What what do you use for a calendar?
1: Um. So I use iCal because I'm definitely a Mac fanatic, but, um,
0: you and I can be friends,
1: (laughs) you know, right. (laughs) Like, Oh, what kind of computer do you have? Okay. We can be friends. (laughs) My husband brags about the fact that he's never owned a PC Mm -hmm. and he just thinks that's the best. And so (laughs) I agree. So I use iCal, but I also, for my business, I have a Google calendar. Mm -hmm. And so Asana will work with the Google Calendar, which already populates in my iCal.
0: Yeah, that's nice. And so you do you assign the day and time when something is due or when you plan to work on it?
1: So because I have the free version, then I will typically assign when it's due. Okay. I know that with the paid version, you can actually have a starting date and an ending date, mm-hmm. which was a really cool feature to be able to use. Not enough to where I want to pay for it yet, but But yes, if I add more team members, then we'll probably go to the, to the paid version. But, but right now I pretty much will put the date that it's due.
0: And then you just, do you have a system or a routine for checking ahead periodically and, and then deciding when you're going to work on something to make sure you meet that deadline?
1: Yeah, that's a part of pretty much my everyday routine that I'm not with the food pantry is that I check my Asana task list and I check my calendar and then make sure that I am staying on top of whatever the projects are that are coming up. So yeah, I check it every day.
0: Yeah. To me, that's a major key to any system or tool, whatever, whatever you want to use and different tools and systems work for different people for lots of reasons. But a key is to check it regularly Um, in my calendar. Any appointment or any deadline has an alert set on it some period of time ahead of the deadline, it pings me and and reminds me, you need to do something about this. This is coming up. And when are you going to work on this kind of thing? So that's one of the advantages, I guess, of a, an electronic system, a digital system for task and, and appointment management is you can set those alerts, so it'll ping you. But either way, you've got to check that your system, check the tool and look not just today, but down the road, what's coming up that I need to take some action on today or tomorrow.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the cool feature of Asana is because you can put the subtasks in there that then if I have a big project, I can put the subtask that's going to lead to the completion of that project and give those dates. So it's not like, oh, I've got this big project and it has 10 pieces to it and it's due on Friday and Thursday morning, I'm looking at it. I can break it down into the bite-sized pieces and put those dates on there as well.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Any other tools or or systems or approaches that are helpful to you in, in managing the different areas? Do you use Asana for, for instance, for the things you're doing for the church or do you have a different system for that?
1: We have a different system for that. We know that we would are working at getting that to being more Asana, but, but we're still pretty new. And so there's a big long list of things that we're introducing people to. So we haven't quite gotten to Asana yet. <laughs> but as far as any other tools, it's I'm a big fan of the timer and I'm a big fan of alarms on my calendar. All my events have alarms on them so that I don't forget.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a very important thing for me as well. I've joked for years that especially if I'm working, you know, on my law practice, when my calendar dings at me, I get up and go where it tells me to go. And if it doesn't ding at me, I it's not going to happen because, right? you know, head, head down and working. <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. That is definitely me as well.
0: Well, so you've got the tools that we've talked about, the systems that you that you use to sort of balance out, or I hate to use the word balance, but to manage the various things that you've got going on, to make sure that you're doing the things that are important to you, both professionally and personally. It sounds to me like you've got a pretty good system in place, but... I'm going to ask you, because I ask every guest, despite all that, even though you've got this system and you you seem to be very intentional about what you're doing, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you just get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track?
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's days where I might be tired, things might have happened that knocked me off track. And so I do, I can get stressed out and overwhelmed and I've given myself permission to then say, okay, I'm going to walk away from all this. Mm -hmm. And, and that's really what I have to do is let myself free from the expectation that I am going to be able to do it all, all the time. Mm -hmm. About 10 years ago, we had a significant family loss and for probably a month we didn't do anything Mm -hmm. we sat around and we just kind of looked at each other We, we did the bare minimum of what we had to do but that was it and that had to be okay so when things get overwhelming when i get super stressed if something's happened and i need to process it then i allow myself the time to process it and i trust that what i'm not getting done I'm going to be able to figure out in the future of how to get that done or it wasn't supposed to be done. I trust my intuition and I trust what I know and I trust my ability to discern.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so sometimes that kind of faith that what needs to get done is going to get done, not everybody can adapt to, but that's what I found works for me. Walking away and and giving myself that space and that permission to let go of the expectations that I'm going to get all of it done.
0: Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes, that walking away for a period of time to get some perspective on whatever it is that's stressing you out. Obviously, if there's you know some crisis that has occurred, such as what you described, we need to give ourselves permission to Feel that to be there in that moment and and processes as, as you described and feel the feelings that go with it and deal with the other people involved or wh- whatever we've got to give ourselves permission to do that without adding on stress of but I should be doing these other things when a crisis like that occurs we've got to take the time to deal with it because if we don't it's going to come back and get us some other way. But even if it's just, you know, it's a rough day and there's too much going on and I don't know where to start. I can't get all this done. What do I do now? Or or, yeah. or not feeling well or whatever. Getting away for a little while lets you come back with some perspective and sometimes just going for a walk, putting it aside and go outside and go for a walk or take a bath or something. The answer will come to you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Probably my favorite go-to when I'm just overwhelmed and don't want to deal with it. Uh, if my husband's home, we'll sit down and we'll play some Mario Kart. And then it's like, okay, I'm ready to get back and tackle.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, great suggestions. And, and I love hearing kind of your process for dealing with that. We We all have moments like that and giving ourselves permission to sort of Feel the feelings, deal with it, walk away, and give ourselves some space is so important. So, Jill, what's on the horizon for you? What do you have coming up, either professionally or personally that that you're excited about, um, that you're working on that that you can share with us?
1: Yeah, I'm super excited about the upcoming season of the, the fall because, I'm going to be stepping away and transitioning from what I'm doing with the food pantry. Um I'm going to I've been working with developing a manager to kind of take over those tasks and I'm not going to have to be there as much and that's going to give me more opportunity to be investing in my clients and building a bigger availability to be helping more clients. So I'm super excited about uh, September 1st, that's kind of like my day is <laughs> where I'll be making that transition.
0: That sounds great. Where can people connect with you online if they want to learn more about your business or anything else that's going on in your life? Or if they have questions, where's the best place for them to find you?
1: So the best way for somebody to get a hold of me is to take out their phone, because they probably have it right there anyway. And And to text the word LINK to 31996. That's LINK, L-I-N-K. And they're going to text that to 31996. Uh, That is the easiest way to get a hold of me. I pretty much always have my phone and uh, text messaging is definitely the most effective way.
0: Okay, great. And we'll put links to some of this, uh, the stuff that you've talked about in the show notes for this episode. uh, And hopefully, uh, some folks will connect with you and want to learn more about what you've got going on. I I really appreciate the time you've taken to talk with us about how you're making a life that matters and and what's working for you. Maybe what's not working as well as you'd like it to yet. Uh, Before we go, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for a little help or, or even just a word of encouragement in, in getting things done and making a life that matters? What would you say to her?
1: I would say to her to give herself permission to be a person Mm. that there's going to be times, you know, for that, that mom at home, who's trying to juggle, like getting your kids to school and having to work and having this perfect house and making all of this stuff happen. Just give yourself permission to be a person and enjoy the moments that you're in. There's Mm always going to be something to do, but make sure that you're doing what's really important for that time and for that season.
0: I love it. Great advice. Uh, Something important for all of us to remember. Thank you so much, Jill. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking with Jill. I am so thankful to her for taking time to share her thoughts on how she manages her life, her tips for us who are maybe involved in management or in leading a small business, and just her generally great suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Jill or for me about the things we talked about? Any comments On the topics we discussed, I'd love it if you would share your questions or your thoughts in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 251, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to hear from you. If you haven't already done so, would you please join me in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group? This is a private group for women who listen to this podcast. Sorry, guys, I love you, but this is for women only. It's a place where we can meet up and interact more, have a little more back and forth than just me talking to you. We can directly ask questions, share information, insights and encouragement, basically talk about productivity and how we are making a life that matters. You can find that group on Facebook, or just go to the productive slash group and click the join button. Be sure to answer the two or three little questions there so that I know you're an actual person, an actual woman who listens to the show. And I'll be happy to welcome you there. If you are a woman who listens to this podcast, I would love to connect with you in that group. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, don't forget our BetterHelp online counseling service. If that's something that you think would be a value to you, the Productive Woman listeners get 10% off your first month by using discount code TPW. Just visit betterhelp.com slash TPW, fill out the questionnaire, and take it from there. That's betterhelp.com slash TPW. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Jill. I hope you found something in it that's helpful and encouraging to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.